What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. We're a little bit early today, but we are here. Papa Dude joining us live from Daytona Beach. How's it going down there? Fantastic, as usual. Uh, I've managed to see. I've been there since, what, Friday, I think. No, Thursday of last week. And have not gotten terribly sunburned. So that's a good thing. And uh, we are having a great trip. Weather's been perfect. You know, sometimes you come to Florida, rains a little bit, hadn't rained hardly at all. It's been great. And man, what a trip you've been on. You've seen some of the best races there is at the best racetrack in the world. So you've had quite a trip too. This is true. You're right. You're right. Tapped off by last weekend, which was great. Of course, life was good in the Whitney. Uh, was unbelievable. We saw Dwayne Lucas win a stakes on Sunday. Uh, the horse uh, could, couldn't do it easily, but was able to do it. Uh, yeah. Trying to fist bump us on the grandstand side there, uh, running out towards the outside of the track, to say the least. Um, I, I saw my buddy Kelly Von Hemel, because Ain't Life Grand is here. So, I mean, it's amazing. Did uh, Did you see Kelly at the track? Yes. yes. Oh, you did. Oh, he has got – listen, we got we got we to talk about him a minute. Uh He's got to be elated, don't you? I mean, I bet he's just all smiles, wasn't he? He, he played it cool uh, for a <laughs> while, but yes. He, he's grinning from ear to ear. Oh, my uh, God. I, I saw him on Sunday, uh, Saturday morning. Ain't Life Grand left Iowa, and they drove straight through to Saratoga. Right. Uh, and then Kelly jumped on a plane and, and was here on Sunday. Uh, the horses walking uh, the track, or walked the track, I should say, Saturday and Sunday. And I uh, had a little job this morning over the track. So uh, working uh, on Saturday, that's the schedule right now. So a few days, yeah. he'll have his first work. What uh, a the thing. If they're going to run him, bring him. Oh, yeah. To the track, right? What a what a beautiful animal he looked. I've not seen him in person. Just I saw him, the thing he put on Twitter of him, loading him up. Golly, he looks the part to me. You've seen him. Yeah. Is that impressive in person? He's beautiful. He's absolutely yeah. a beautiful horse. Uh, from day one, they, they told me this horse is really, really good. He's a little bit different from anything we've had yeah. in recent times, for sure. Um, and, it, yeah, it was just overjoy, really, for him. You know, he's Kelly's a, a, a he's a calm guy. He's not going to no. get all crazy on you. But, yeah, he, he certainly uh, – he was smiling. And uh, the, the coolest I, thing – Yeah, go ahead. His first owner – in Iowa, yeah, with Ray and Peggy Shattuck. Is that right? Yes, and they have this horse. Oh. Uh, I, I've met them personally. I've uh, been out to dinner with them several times. The nicest people you could ever meet. Uh, Kelly said he first joined up with Kelly in 1996. Wow. Um, and they've trained some really good Iowa breds. Uh, mm -hmm. The Shattucks own the mare, so uh, who's also in foal again to not this time. So there will be a full sibling. Uh, to Ain't Life Grand uh, coming, I think, coming up this year or January, I guess, whenever that uh, foal will be born. So 
Yeah, it's it's a really good story, and let's hope that yes. they, you know, the horse runs well. Yeah, you know, uh, I'd like to have asked Kelly to be honest, Kelly. In April, did you think he would be in Saratoga in August? <laughs> I would have heard what he would have. What he? Would have I uh, I said, hey, meet me at the paddock bar. I'm over here, and uh, he was with some clients, and so he came over to meet me, and uh, I I said. <laughs> This is a face I did not think I would see this year up here at Saratoga. And he said, believe me, I didn't either. <laughs> an honest man, an honest man, no doubt about it. And he said, he was flat out. He said, look, we're a long shot. There's no doubt. But he said, I'll tell you two things. He can run a mile and a quarter. I have no worries about that. Sure. He got a 98 buyer in the Iowa Derby. And yeah. it matches up with these horses. So why would we not give it a shot? Give it a shot. There's there, as, as D Wayne says, you got to be in it to win it. So right. that is true. And you know, one other thing, uh, you know, I see two weekends ago, you saw the Steve Asmussen show with, yep. with uh, Clarier and now Epicenter vaulted back to the front of the, you know, horse of the year, maybe three year old horse of the year and a favorite in the Travers and ran fantastic. And then you got to see D Wayne, uh, you know, every time I see him go to the winner's circle, I cringe just a little bit because, you know, he's 87 and he's starting to look it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Aaron? And it's yeah. sad. And I mean, I, I hope I can do that at 87. Don't get me wrong. The guy's a mere, it's amazing what he can do, but he's slowing down. And it, it's, it's a sad thing to see, but hopefully this horse is really, really good. Yeah, I think she is. She she ran really, really well and won the Adirondack. And you're right, he is aging a little bit. But, yeah, for 87, he's doing okay. Um, I think the deal is he never really aged until, like, exactly 20, you know? Yeah. So, so I yeah, even when he was 84, he still was acting pretty young. I believe, Aaron, I really believe that COVID episode yeah. knocked mm -hmm. him back because he hasn't looked the same since he got COVID and almost died a couple right. of years. So. Yeah. Uh, Dennis has also said, he said also Lucas' assistant is really great too. He is. Bass Nichols is his name. And uh, he is a very, very nice, friendly person. I think he's a really, really good horseman. You so bet. He's, uh, he's very good as well. Yeah. Great with uh, you, Mark. I totally agree with you. Above ground at 87 is a blessing. You better believe right. it. That's right. And, do, and, and still able to do the thing he loves the most. And that's an incredible life. Yeah. No doubt about it. And you're right. And it's been a great trip. I was kind of reflecting back on uh, what we'd seen at Saratoga. Yeah. Got to see Nest, obviously. And that was a lot of fun to watch her. Um, speaking of Lucas, that was not the best day for Dwayne, no. I would say. But it was a good day for me to see Nest. And then Jackie's Warrior uh, horse. Uh, Forgot about yeah. yeah. What a horse. Yeah. Life is good. Uh, so it's, it's oh, been fun. Was was fun. that not a gutty performance by that horse uh, Saturday? Life is good. I, I thought, he, thought it was a lot of a lot of people are being very critical of it. Thought he didn't run very well. It's like <laughs> I don't know what more you want him to do. Um, he won, he won grade one race that a lot of y'all were picking against him, and he won. And he really never was in too much of trouble. And listen, it's a that was a very taxing race course when that rain came. It poured, guys, and it did for a while. And that track was was. You know, they had it rated fast, I think, but I, it was not. It, it, it got real, real heavy real quick after that right. rain. Just well, didn't he have some issues after the race? Didn't I read that somewhere where they thought he had gotten uh, too hot or something? Did I? Yeah, he, he got hot. He was pretty hot. Okay. People that weren't at Saratoga this weekend, 
boy, it, it, it was like 92 or 93, but it felt like a hundred. It was hot and it was humid. And a lot of the horses kind of struggled with it. And, um, again, after that, uh, from the eighth race on when the, the horses that ran over the dirt, that track played really oddly. It, and what happened was they sealed the track, but it really came down hard and, you know, you got to run three races, boom, boom, boom on it. And I just think it, there's not much you can do with it at that time. And they did their best, but that was just a, a, a torrential downpour for a good 15 minutes uh, when that happened. So, yeah, um, I would look at those three races and remember that uh, going forward, that it was a pretty taxing race course. The other speed and some of those other races did not hold up where life was good, uh, did hold up. So, yeah, take it for what you want to take it for. That's right. You went a grade one. You did pretty well. Yeah. But like I said, we've had a good week. You're in Florida. I'm up here still. So it's it's been very good. So, uh, yeah, and Jason says Pletcher hosed him down himself right away. His hind legs seemed to be tightening up. Uh, and, and Jason would know because he was standing right there watching. So, yeah. so. Uh, Jason, congratulations. What a weekend you had, too. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, uh, Jason had a very good weekend. It was very it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I said it on Magic Mike Saturday at the track was uh, one of the better oh. days ever. No uh, kidding. Yeah. And I, I, I also, uh, what's that? I forgot to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> How you cashed in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, I was going to tell you, I also met uh, an individual and it was later in the day. And I, I don't remember your name. So if you're watching, I greatly apologize. I could pick you out of a lineup, but I don't remember your name. But uh, <laughs> I graduate from Joplin High School. Are you and kidding? No. No, and loves the shows and everything we do. So that oh, was really fantastic. Meet him as well. So yeah, yeah, good times fantastic. all around. Well, let's get into this. You want to get back to your vacation, I'm sure. So we'll knock out this show as we're going to do the win totals for the ACC conference today. Also, Notre Dame and BYU. We're going to throw them in there as well. Uh, of course, not in a conference these two, but uh, we definitely want to talk about them. They should have good seasons, and uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, also, I've got a surprise for you from Shoddy. Oh, okay. Shoddy sent us all presents. And <laughs> I have yours, and I would show you mine, but it, it might give away yours. So Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> Thanks, all right. Shoddy. I think I can't wait anyway. Hey, we yeah, got to get to mention the OU thing for just a second. Oh, yeah. Get it. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen that, go ahead. You want to do it at the end? Well, we could do it right now you want to well i think we need to talk about it for just a second okay. since we're all you fans and mm -hmm. we've got some people on here that are college football people and uh it's a tr it's, it's really a, a tough situation i'm i'm assuming everybody has heard what happened and uh kale gundy was an assistant coach at ou for 23 years and a quarterback back in the uh mid 90s legend in uh, Norman, Oklahoma. And it's just amazing to me that he got himself in such a situation. Isn't yeah. it you, Aaron? A guy that's been around so long. Yeah. You have done what he what he allegedly did, and, and we're only speculating exactly what happened. I hadn't come out yet, but it's pretty obvious. You know, it's just, I can't believe he did what he did. He, he's the nicest man in the world. And I was thinking this morning, he's the last guy on that coaching staff I would ever think would ever do anything like that. Wouldn't you agree? 
a thousand percent. And it seems like from the players that are former and current players that have stuck up for him since this yes. uh, resignation happened, they they are just like, no, that don't do this. Like this is crazy. Yeah. Like, this guy, you know, this this is the furthest thing from a racist uh, is what is what they basically said. So oh, I mean, yeah. you can guess the word that was said and and what happened here. Um, it's one of those things uh, after the comments from from Venables and and some people uh, I just feel like there was probably enough there where they had to do it so I I'm not gonna criticize that what has happened but I am in shock that that it's happened to Kale Gundy a guy that for all intents and purposes I mean he's he's coached there 23 years mm-hmm. I've never even seen an ounce of controversy in any no. fashion from this guy uh, no. And like I said, so many former and current players sticking up for him, saying this was a a mistake and this is this is not right. What's happened? Uh, and, and you know, so I feel when, terrible for him personally because okay. it's you know you hate a guy who's squeaky clean. Yes. And he, yes, he, I mean, you you hate for the guy a guy that's been squeaky clean to now is going to be remembered for this, and that's not it's not fair. But when you see so many black athletes from OU yeah. come out in favor of him, and my favorite was Joe Mixon. Yeah. And Joe Mixon, for those of you that don't remember, got in all kinds of trouble the first year he was there uh, for hitting a woman, which is never, ever, ever, ever the right thing to do. Yeah. And Bob Stoops uh, suspended him for a year and got roundly criticized for not k- kicking him off the team. Yeah. Anyway, Mixon uh, stayed on the team, couldn't participate in anything for a year. And I'm firmly convinced Kel Gundy saved Joe Mixon from what Joe Mixon said yeah. in the tweet that he came forward with. And Joe Mixon is a, has turned into a fine human being. Yeah. And uh, Stoops gave him a second chance. Whether you agree with that or not is not the issue here. But – Mixon has turned into a fine human being and gave Gundy all the credit in the world. So he was at OU for a thousand days and, and Gundy was with him every single day. Yep. And so many players have said that. And it, it's just, you know, having coached for so many years, the player, whoever was, must have been a problem before for Gundy to have reacted the way he did. He must have caused some problems, some issues before. And sometimes kids just frustrate you so much that you just kind of lose it, which he yep. did. So it's a very, very sad situation. I think I think Gundy really uh, – I think he kind of shined with the ones that were a little bit of trouble, and he really yep. tried to take it because D.D. Westbrook was a kid yep. that – I don't think he was in, like, major trouble. Like, Mixon got in some major trouble. But, you know, I think D.D. had some troubles – staying focused, let's say, and, 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 you know, having the best habits. And he also came out and said, said a very similar thing. He said, you know, this person, this person was with me every day when I was at OU trying to get me on the right path. So Absolutely. it's tough. Yeah. It's yeah. Tough, but- I'm firmly convinced he's not racist. It's just a issue. You just cannot do it. It is that simple. You yep. can't. Exactly. And, yeah. Ryan Broyles is another one that came out. I don't know. You saw that this morning, but Broyles was in trouble, had been in a little bit of trouble uh, with the law before. And, and he was another one that came out in Gundy's uh, corner. 
So well, Ryan Broyles, another one that he got suspended a, an entire year as well, yeah. just for yeah. a year. So, um, and again, kind of goes to what I was saying with, he, he really tried to work with those kinds and tried to get them on the right path. And he succeeded with these three that we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, you know, not everybody, obviously you're going to, you're going to help, uh, you know, but it's, it is what it is. You know, I mean, it, 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 he took it over the line. I'm sure um, if he didn't, they wouldn't have had this kind of reaction to it. So exactly. yeah, know, said there was no choice. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And, and um, yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. It is. For, for, a, for a guy of his character for so long yeah. to now have to go through this. And uh, I think there was a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? There was a lot of uh, decision-making that they didn't want to do this. So I'm trying to say there was a lot of grief between, behind all this. I guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like it. And he survived several different, well, not several, but this was his third different coach. Uh, okay. you know, so coaching change. Usually all the assistants are gone. Gundy say uh, went through all of them. So. You know, you remember Aaron back when 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 Riley left, mm -hmm. and they hired Venables. We were talking on this very show, I think, and we said, "Well, there's no doubt in my mind, Kale Gundy will be back on that staff." Yeah, I never, I never, I knew he would. I knew they would. If he wanted to stay at OU, he would be there. And Venables yeah. didn't even back off. He's sure because yep. he had worked with him before. So anyway, yeah, it's but you know, all right, well. Yeah, we could go around and around on it, but it's just it's an unfortunate situation for everybody involved, and and um, hopefully everybody moves on. Hopefully, Kale, uh, you know, gets a chance somewhere, you know, or whatever Kale wants to do. Hopefully, he gets a chance. Well, right? a lot of people are th speculating his brother coaches up the road at Oklahoma State. There might be a job open one of these days up there. So, well, uh, jobs come open every year, so I would say that that would be interesting and. Uh, always kind of a weird dynamic when OU and OSU plays, and um, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's you got the Gundys on each side of it, so that'd sure. be interesting. Uh, that'd be well, interesting for sure. Like, All right, let's move on. Let's go to the ACC. Russ, hey, come on, let's. He wants to take the uh, the unders on all of these, so uh, <laughs> we'll see here. He may be right. All right, kick it off with Boston College. Okay, Boston College six. Uh, line is at six and a half. They went six and six last year. It seems like they're six and six every year. Um, what do you think about Boston College this season? Well, you just said it six and six, seven and five. That's their ceiling, right? So, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, so you got to look at yep. the, the non conference schedule, see how many wins they can get out of that because they're going to do the same thing in the ACC every year, <laughs> they're going to win a few and lose a few. So they got Rutgers at home. They have Maine and they have Connecticut. All three at home. You got to think they're going to win those three. They're going to win two for sure. So I'm going to give them credit. They're going to beat Rutgers. That's not a given. Uh, then they got to go to Notre Dame. I don't, I don't see that happening. Now they have Clemson at home. They have to go to Wake. They have to go to North Carolina State and the you know, they got to go to Virginia Tech, got to go to Florida State. I don't see a lot of wins there. If they win all their home games, which is Rutgers, Maine, Louisville, UConn, Duke, and Syracuse, that's winnable, right? Would you, would you, they could win all six of those? Can they win one of those other six? 
this is right where I've got them, as usual. I, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to say under, I'm going to go six. Yeah, I went under as well. I went under as well on this one. I, I think there are four or five pretty good teams this year in the ACC, and yeah. I think the rest of them are not good at all. Um, so I think it's going to be hard for Boston College to pull an upset that's going to be needed to get there. I got them at six, so yeah, I'm going to go the under as well. Sorry if I cut out there for a second. Internet's still a little shaky. We're back going now, though. I, well, I was afraid good. it might be mine. So well, you're, you're good. Uh, mine, uh, I, I had the, I got the little signal saying that the Internet connection. Okay, okay. It is back now. I think we're good. So, yeah, I'm going to go under as well with the Boston College Eagles. All right, let's go on to the team that, you know, really one of the only teams that matters in this or in this conference, and that is Clemson. Uh, ten and a half is the number for Clemson. Last year they were ten and three, and uh, Dabo Sweeney has done a very, very good job. Such a good job that ten and three was a down year for Clemson. Uh, used to you would build a statue of the coach if they went ten and three at Clemson. Um, you look at the losses, even though they were, you know, quote unquote poor uh, for the standards that he's built. They lost to the number one team in the nation and the eventual national champions in Georgia by seven. They lost a double overtime game at North Carolina State, and they lost by ten to Pittsburgh. Was a pretty good team. Other than that, they won all their other games. Uh, they were very inexperienced last year. Very experienced this year. Quarterback Big Cinco was the Big Stinko, as you called him for most of last season. Can he turn that around? What about the Clemson Tigers? What do you think? Ten and a half over. Or under? Let's look at what we got here. All right, two key games. Well, first of all, it's like the non-conference schedule. Furman, yeah, that's a toughie. Louisiana Tech, both at home, of course. And then they got the uh, rival game with South Carolina. This year, that's in Clemson. So you got to think they're going to win that. those three. They also have Georgia Tech, so that's four. Oh, is Georgia Tech a non-conference game? Georgia Tech's in the ACC. Well, they had this listed as, never mind. Okay, well, some of these ACC My magazine had them listed as a non-conference it game. Might I don't be, think that's correct. Well, on the ACC, you, you play an ACC team, and it's not a conference game. Right. So uh, the, the other non-conference game, though, that we know for sure is Notre Dame. Right. And it's on the road. Um, but their schedule is not, you know, it's not just terribly tough. They got to go to Wake Forest. Is a Clemson team gonna? It's good. Gonna lose to Wake Forest? I don't think so. Got Miami at home. They're overrated. They got North Carolina State, which I think is pretty good at home. The other game, and I always, you know, I shouldn't say this, but I always rate Florida State too high. They got to go there, and who knows what they're going to be. All right, here's the thing for me: How good is the quarterback? Yeah, that's the whole key. They got talent. We know that. They got players all over the place, and their defense is going to be great. Yep. So how good is the quarterback? He'll be the key. And they got to replace both coordinators. They lost the offensive coordinator. I think he went to Virginia, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then Venables went to Oklahoma. So anytime you got to replace both coordinators, that's a little bit of a question mark. Ten and a half is a lot for a quarterback that's shaky. I'm going to go under. I got him at 10. I think the quarterback is going to be the key. And I think if, uh, you know, I think a lot of Clemson fans are speculating that uh, Cade Klubnik could come in and be 
the starter by the time this thing's all over. He's a true freshman, but he was there for the spring. Uh, also, Hunter Johnson, a guy that was at Clemson, then went to Northwestern, and now is back to Clemson. I think he might be the quarterback. So I think there is a little bit of controversy. Uh, Dabo Swinney says no. It's definitely going to be DJ uh, that's going to start. I think I think the big keys, the offensive line, they were really bad at offensive line last season. Um, I think with the experience they they gained, they're going to be a lot better. Uh, I think they're the big dogs again in the ACC. I'm going over ten and a half with Clemson. I think they're gonna they're gonna kind of rebound, so to speak, and have a pretty good season. I did confirm uh, one, the, my magazine's got the schedule in two different places. Georgia Tech was listed as a non-conference in one and a conference game in the other. It is a conference game. Okay. Um, and like you said, sometimes they will play games within ACC and it is not a conference game. That is not the case with this one. So, got it. There you go. So I'm going over. You're going under. All right, let's go uh, with the team here that has a new coach, the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, no longer Cutcliffe. He has retired. He's out. Mike Elko takes over as uh, the head coach now. As the Blue Duke Blue Devils, they kind of had it going for a bit. The last three years have not been good. COVID really kind of screwed up their program. Uh, you know, they were 2-9 and nine in the COVID year, 3-9 and nine last year. They're replacing some guys. I don't know. This over-under total is at three. Where do you think uh, Duke falls this year? Well, that's about what they are, I think. Uh, they got Temple and North Carolina A&T at home. Yep. Shall we give them those two? Yep. Okay. Then the other two non-conference games are winnable, but they're on the road. They have to go to Northwestern. I don't think they beat them. Mm -mm. And then the Kansas game, it's at – Kansas. Kansas showed some life a little bit last year. This is a game they could win. So those are iffy, which really kills them. When you look at their non-conference schedule, here's their home games. Virginia that I think is going to be pretty good. Virginia Tech, North Carolina, and Wake Forest. Those are the games that are at home at Duke. Can they win any of those? Maybe one. Maybe. Can you see them winning more than that? The Virginia game's interesting to me. Think they could win that one. I don't know what North Carolina is going to be. I don't either. Um, That's a rival too. More than past those two, I'm not sure. Yeah, and then on the road, Miami, Pitt. They yeah. could beat Georgia Tech. They could. Maybe. No, uh, they got Boston College. So if they could somehow beat Northwestern, but I just don't think they can. But I don't want to push because I got them. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I do like their coach. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. This is a dumb thing to do for Duke, but I'm going to go over. I'm going to give them four. I'm going to go under. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take you two. Right. I, I think Kansas is a little bit further along than Duke. <laughs> I can't. You want to look at that? I think Kansas can beat them. I think if anything, I push here, but I, I'll take the under. Uh, I I don't think they get to four. Um, I don't. I just didn't want to push. I think three is where they're going to get be. Well, you know, in that regard, if you think they're going to win three, you might as well take the over because it's plus one hundred versus yeah. minus one twenty for the under. So, I mean, if you really want to sit there and root for Duke to win four games this year and 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 go through that agony, go ahead. Well, I think the best thing to do is don't bet that one. I don't have any interest in betting this Duke over under. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
absolutely. Oh, uh, all right. Let's move on. Florida State, boy, what what used to be, right? This Florida State yeah. program, and um, they have not had a winning season at Florida State since 2017. That's incredible. Mike Norvell has survived somehow through a three and six and five and seven. Uh, you know, for his first two years here. You know, they've got a lot of guys back. They've got the quarterback back. Uh, you know, Jordan Travis is not, um, you know, he's not awful. Six and a half wins. Boy, you would think Florida State could get over this, but what do you think? You would think, playing in the ACC, Florida State would have enough talent to get over that, wouldn't you? Yes. Uh, if he doesn't get over it, he won't be back for year four. I don't no. And I think he's a pretty good coach. I do. They've had a lot of things happen. And and Russ said a while ago, uh, how in the world can they be that bad? Yeah. You know, and he's absolutely right. But you know, Russ, between before Bobby Bowden came along, they were bad for years and years and years. And then he turned it around and Jimbo kind of extended it there for a while. And now they just haven't been able to keep it going. When you look at the state of Florida, how is Florida that bad? They were awful last year. So your king schools in Florida, Florida and Florida State, are both down. What does that tell us? That tells us that Georgia, Alabama, some of these other schools are going down and plucking the best Florida players mm -hmm. out of the state because we know how good Florida football is. All right, to get back to this, they have a very difficult uh, non-conference schedule. They got LSU. And they got Florida. And those are tough games. Now, they are at home. I think the LSU game's in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I think it is. The it Florida is. at home. They got Duquesne. They got Louisiana. I don't know if they're good enough to beat Louisiana. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Uh, I always overrate them because I, I remember Florida State. I know they have athletes. I know the quarterback's pretty good. Yeah. The schedule is really tough. Uh I do have Clemson at home. Six and a half. I got faith in the coach. I think the quarterback's pretty good. I'm going to go seven. I'm going over. I, I, the critical games are going to come on the road, I think, for Florida State, to, at least for them to get to the seven mark. Uh, you know, can they go to Miami and win? Right? Like, that's that's. Uh, I, that, I got that as a loss. Can they go to Louisville and win? That's a key game. I mean, it's a Friday night in Louisville, and they're coming off a game against LSU. They do have a bye, but they're coming off a you know a tough game. Yeah. Well, that's one they have to win if they're going to get to seven. So I'm yeah. banking. Yeah, they got to beat no. Wake. Forest. Yeah, I don't know if they can beat Wake Forest. Well, that's that's obviously you're going under. <laughs> I'm going under. I, I think there's too many games that are a toss up for them, I, and that's the thing. Like, can they get – Is if they go seven and five, is it really going to shock me? No. But, you know, I look at this and it's like, you know, Wake Forest is a better team, right? Like, they were a better team last year and they've got everybody back. We're going to talk about Wake in a minute. I think they beat Florida State at home. I, I really – or at at, at, uh, at Florida State. I, You know, North, at North Carolina State, they're a good team. I don't think they're going to beat them. I don't think they'll win that one, no. So, Clemson goes in there. They're not, they're not going to beat Clemson, I don't think. So – I could be dead wrong on them, and I'm going under. I, I just I don't believe in them. I really don't. So we'll see if they can uh, prove me wrong. All right, let's go back now, or let's go now, I should say, to Georgia Tech. Uh, they're another team that's not been good recently. 
Um, you know, new coaching staff uh, has went three and nine, three and seven, and three and nine. So you have to think Jeff Collins is on the hot seat. It's his fourth year here. They don't have a lot back on either side of the ball. Um, they do have uh, Jeff Sims back at quarterback. We'll see if he can kind of improve. It was not terrible last season. They've got him at three and a half. Last year they went three and nine. Do the Yellow Jackets improve this season? You want to have a non-conference schedule that's going to get you fired at Georgia Tech. Here it is mm-hmm. at Georgia. You play them every year, so you don't really want to schedule anybody else when you play Georgia every year. Yeah. But you got Mississippi, and you got to go to Central Florida, and you're not very good. And your only game that you might win is West Western Carolina. So I only see one non-conference win. It's hard for me to find very many ACC wins. They might be Duke at home. But I don't see another one. I'm going, what is it, three and a half? I got him at three. I'm under. I'm under two. I, I don't. I don't believe in this uh, in the coach, and I don't believe in Georgia Tech. And I think, you know, when they had Paul Johnson, they probably were a little bit like, ah, oh, we're so like behind the times and this and that. I think that option type of offense and being a little bit unique is how they can win. Mm-hmm. I think they're in a tough spot. Uh, it's not a traditional school. You got. You have to compete with Georgia. And you're in an ACC where you're not as a, a traditional power like some of the teams that are in there. Even like a Miami or a Florida State, they're probably going to get players over Georgia Tech, even though they're struggling. I, I don't know. I think I think that offense was probably perfect for Georgia Tech, and that's why they had success while he was there. So I'm going under. I think I don't think they're going to have a very good season uh, at all. So, all right, let's move on to Dennis's team. Dennis has been waiting. Yeah, Louisville Cardinals. Coming off a six and seven season, Scott Satterfield uh, gets ready for the fourth year here in the program. They've been to a bowl two of the three years he's been the head coach. Uh, 2020, the COVID year, they did not make a bowl. They went four and seven. They've got seven back on both sides of the ball. Malik Cunningham, pretty solid quarterback here. Six and a half. What do you think about the Cardinals? All right, since Dennis is here, we'll we'll dive into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, here's your non-conference: South Florida at Louisville, that's a win, right? James Madison, Louisville should be able to beat one guy. Yeah, getting kind of old, so I think that's a win. (laughs) All right, um, now their other two though are tough. They got to go to Central Florida, and that'll be a tough game. And Kentucky's playing pretty well. That's a rivalry game. So anything could happen. Yeah, but those are iffy at best. So, most for the benefit of the doubt, say they're two and two. Okay, after those four. Then they got to go to Clemson. Eh, don't think so, do you? No. And here's a key game. Can they beat North Carolina State at Louisville? North Carolina State's going to be pretty good, I think. Yeah. So let's say they split that. Let's say they do. So now they're 3-3. Three and three. If they're 3-3, three and three, they're in good shape. All right, now here's the toss-ups. Okay, any game's a toss-up when you're not real good and you go on the road. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. You can lose. So you got to go to Syracuse. I don't think they're going to be very good, so I think they can win there. Boston College and Virginia are the other two on the road. Very difficult. Uh, Florida State, Pittsburgh, Wake are all in Louisville. And they, they, they could lose all three of those or they could win all three. Yeah. So it's, those toss-up games are going to be the deciding thing. I think seven is a little too much. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go under. I think they get to six. I'm going under as well, even though the big Dennis fan says he called him last year under and was correct. This year he's thinking over. They might get six, seven, or even eight. I think they get six, and for what we're doing right here, six would put them under. So um, another team, they're a lot like uh, – who were we talking about earlier? They were a lot like uh, Florida State where every game – not every game, but almost all the games seemed like a toss-up. And when that happens, I always go under. Yeah. So I'm going under. Sorry, Dennis, for the Cardinals this year. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Miami's next. Uh, they got a new coach, Mario Cristobal. That's who they really wanted. He is back uh, in Miami here, uh, or in the state of Florida, I should say, in Miami as well. Uh, not as a head – or not – wasn't previously a head coach at Miami, but has been on the staff. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Mario Cristobal – left Oregon for Miami. They've got seven back on both sides of the ball. They've got Tyler Van Dyke back. Uh, their over-under is eight and a half. What do you think, Papa Dude? They went seven and five a year ago. Can they get to eight and a half or, or, or more than eight and a half this year? Well, I think they search, They have a chance when you look at their schedule. They got Bethune, Cookman, uh, mm -hmm. Southern Mississippi, and Middle Tennessee all in Miami. So that's three wins. you got to win that. you got to win those three. Here's their uh, – I've got the four more that I think they're going to win. North Carolina's in Miami. Duke's at Miami. Florida State's at Miami. And they should win at Georgia Tech. So there's seven right there. Now it's going to come down. And then there's Pitt. There's Pitt. That's a toss-up, I think. But they No, I've got that as a win. They should win that game. They should. It's in Miami. All right, so it comes down to these four. I don't think they're going to beat Texas A&M at no. Texas A&M. I don't think they're going to beat Clemson. And then it comes down to Virginia Tech and Virginia. Both of those are on the road. What is it, eight and a half? Yeah. I think they can win nine. I, I think they can win nine, so I'm going to go over. I'm going over as well, and it's not because I think uh, Mario Cristobal is like this great coach, but I just think they're going to naturally be better. Uh, than they were a year ago. They've got experience. Like I said, they got the quarterback situation settled last year. Tyler Van Dyke, towards the end of the season, was playing pretty well. And you look at how they finished. You know, they finished the season 5-1. and one. So they were they got on a roll. They did lose their bowl game to Oklahoma State. But, listen, Oklahoma State was a damn good – or, I'm sorry, they didn't go to a bowl last year. I thought they – where am I reading that? Maybe their bowl got canceled last year. So, anyway, that they did finish the season strong. So State. Did they Didn't play they? Oklahoma State last year? I don't see a bowl game on there. I'm mean, State must have got yeah, called off. Years ago. I think the last bowl was Oklahoma State. But anyway, um, okay. anyway, five and one to end the season last year, and it was because the quarterback got to play. And so I think they're gonna play better. I think they will be over as well. So we're both gonna go over on this one. All right, let's move on to the fighting Mac Browns, North Carolina Tar Heels. Last season, one of the most disappointing uh, teams in the country. They went six and seven after being hyped uh, as a team that could finish in the top ten. Uh, it was a disaster. They lose, you know, a lot of players on offense. They've got some players back uh, on on defense. That's a high total for them, seven and a half. What do you think of the Tar Heels? Well, I think that's because Brown's the coach. That's yeah. why he's up there seven and a half. He is a great recruiter. They had a lot of quality players the last two years that are in the pros now. 
Now, he recruited well again, but they were not very good last year. Their defense is terrible. They were terrible. They lost their quarterback. Uh, seven and a half is a bunch. Uh, tough non-conference schedule. They got Notre Dame on there. This is a tricky game. They got to go to Appalachian State. When you're, this will probably yeah. be early in the year, and when you're not any good, I, that's you think Appalachian State's not going to be ready for that one. They're going to be ready for that game. That I don't know where they win that. Mm-hmm. Now, Florida A and M, Georgia State's not bad either, and they got to go on the road. So I don't like this team very well. Um, I don't see Clemson on the schedule, so that helps. Uh, they got to go to Miami. I'm going under. Yeah, even even like I said, a game like Georgia State, they did go eight and five last year. They weren't too yeah. bad, uh, and they've got a lot of players back. I I'm going under for North Carolina State as well. Um, that, that's that's a lot of wins. I think I think they get six, maybe seven, but that's that's where it ends for me. So I'm going under on the Tar Heels this year as well. Who knows? They could surprise us. So last year they were supposed to be good, and they weren't. This year maybe they they flipped the script on us. I think recruiters in the area there now that they recruit in are starting to hold Mac Brown's age against him a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. Mac's getting pretty old. He probably is getting close to 70, wouldn't you think? Yeah, he's, he's been he's around been a long time. Forever. Yeah. yeah, so he may be getting pushed towards retirement a little sooner than he wants to. I, I still think he does a good job, though. We'll see. This is going to be a tough uh, season for him, I think. I, I don't know how they're going to be, so... All right, let's move on. North North Carolina State, their over-under is eight and a half. Uh, They had a great season last year for them. They went nine and three, um, really played well. Some of the games they lost were heartbreakers, really close losses, or or they could have had just a real special season. They got seven back on offense. They've got ten back on defense. Devin Leary, a very solid quarterback. He is also back uh, for them as well. Uh, He was on honorable mention ACC last year. I like this team. What about you? I do too. You know, this is a program that's pretty consistent. They just don't ever win big games, you know, but they're six, seven, eight, nine win teams every year. They're in the bowl yeah. games almost every year. They very seldom have a bad season. And I, they, it's just one of those schools where, where they can win. And, and it could be because they're in the ACC. I don't know, but I think they're an underrated program. They got three non-conference games. They got to go to East Carolina. That's a rivalry type thing, but they should win. And Georgia, no, Charleston Southern and UConn. Those are three. Key game will be Texas Tech, but uh, that's at home. They should beat them. Is that at home? I, I've got that over there as a toss-up game, and I don't think I've yeah. – Okay, they, they'll beat them at home. There's four wins right there. Then I've got four more at Syracuse. They should win. Virginia Tech, they should win that one at home. Here's a key one. I think they beat Wake Forest there. And then the Boston College at home. So they've got eight wins. And then you get your your four. Uh, Florida State is in North Carolina State. I think they beat them. That's nine. They can go to Louisville. That'll be a toughie. Uh, North Carolina, they got to go there. That's a rivalry game. And then at Clemson. What are they? They are at eight and a half. God, I could see them winning 10. I could see them winning 10. I'm going over. Maybe they're the North Carolina school that, uh, that, that disappoints this year, but I don't think so. I'm going over this eight and a half as well. 
uh, I think they get I think they get to nine wins. So I, I'm with you on that one as well. So I'm going to go with the eight and a half uh, over yeah. for North Carolina State. I think they're going to be a pretty good team this year. Um, so we'll see. I think they, they, be the second best team. they might be the second best team in the, in the ACC. They could be. They definitely could be the big challenger to Clemson this year. It's going to be them yeah. or Wake Forest, uh, I think. So we'll see how it plays out. All right, let's go to Pittsburgh now. Pittsburgh, uh, last year, uh, a very, very good year. They ended up winning the ACC. Uh, of course, they had a great quarterback uh, that was able to mm-hmm. kind of pull them up uh, past uh, where they usually are, and that was Kenny Pickett. He's off to Pittsburgh, not the Panthers, but the Steelers. So they replace him with Caden Slovis, uh, transfer from USC. So we'll see if he can kind of live up to the hype that he's had early on in his career. Um, really has played solid for a program that was in shambles uh, last year specifically. But anyway, uh, a lot of people back, uh, you know, other than Pickett, eight and a half wins for the defending ACC champs. What do you think Pittsburgh will be like? I think they're going to drop back to what Pittsburgh usually is. You know, last year was kind of a uh, a fluke, I think, because they had the great quarterback. They also lost a great receiver, the Addison kid who Lincoln Riley plucked. I sent him to uh, USC. Their schedule's tough. Uh, Got two easy non-conference games at Western Michigan and Rhode Island. And then two that they could lose. They are at home. They have West Virginia and they have Tennessee. And both of those games are huge for the other teams. You know, if West Virginia can go in to Pittsburgh and win, they're gonna that will boost their season and it's an absolute must win for Tennessee to go in there and beat them. So I think those are the games that are gonna decide their season. I think eight and a half is too much. I think they lost too many players. The schedule's pretty tough. Uh, I'm going under. Yeah, I've got them slated at eight and four. I, and I, I think you look at the schedule and you think, well, they could definitely win 10 um, because those tough games you talked about were at home. But end of the day, I think Pittsburgh kind of does, and you said it best, kind of slides back to where they normally are with that eight, seven, eight wins. I'm going to go under that eight and a half total. I think that's a little too much. All right, let's move on. The fighting Ricky Pasternak are next. Syracuse, the Orange. Here we go. Can the Orange get over this number? Uh, they are at five this season. Um, you know, that's kind of where Syracuse usually uh, lands when they have a decent team is five. They went five and seven a year ago. They got a lot of guys back from that team. Um, logic would tell you they should be a little bit better this year. What do you think of the Orange? They never have a quarterback. And they never do. And they don't they this year either. And that's why they can't win. Yeah. You know, play team's tough. They really do. They're going to upset somebody along the way. They, they do this every year. Uh, they got UConn and Wagner. Those are two wins that are, they're going to get. But then they have – here's a key game for them. Can they beat Purdue Yeah. at Syracuse? And then Notre Dame comes in there. I don't think they beat them. So they get Purdue. That would give them three. Then they got Louisville, Virginia, Florida State. At home and North Carolina State at home. How many they got to get? Five. Yeah. Well, this is one of these games, Dennis. That Louisville's got to win. That's one they got to win. Five. I've got them at four, so I'm going under. It's a big problem because, like the Louisville game, I don't think they'll they'll beat Louisville. I don't um, either. 
they need to make it. They're going to win. I don't think they're going to beat Purdue. You know, no, either. Maybe Virginia. They can beat Wagner. They'll definitely beat. Um, then like North Carolina State. That's a that's a tough game for so like they can't. I don't think they'll beat them even though it's at home. You know, you mentioned Notre Dame. They're not going to beat them. No. So where are the wins coming? I'm going under. Yep. I, I just don't. I just don't see how they're going to do it. So. I will take under on Syracuse. All right, let's go on to Virginia now, and, and we'll see a little bit better of a team here, although they have been known to really disappoint <laughs> in the past as well. A team that just, just can't ever really get under the hump, or over the hump, I should say. Tony Elliott is there now. He takes over for Bronco Mendenhall. It was decent, but it was basically the same old Virginia, six and yeah. six type teams, six and six a year ago. Not a lot coming back here. Uh, you know, Brennan Armstrong's not terrible at quarterback, but he's not great either, in my opinion. Seven and a half seems like a lot. What do you think about the the Cavaliers? Yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, they got Richmond. They got Old Dominion. Yeah, they should win those. Here's the key. Can they go to Illinois and win? I don't know. I don't know. They should, but I don't know. And then they got Coastal Carolina. That's a toughie if you're Virginia, you know. All right. Can they go to Duke and win? I don't know. (laughs) Probably. Here's the key again. Once again, Dennis, I hope you're still listening. They got Louisville at home. That's a swing game that was going way or the other. But I think seven and a half is pretty darn high. So I'm going to go under. The ACC is littered with teams like Louisville, Virginia, Pittsburgh. Like, it's just like, oh, North Carolina. Boston College. Boston College. It's like, I don't really know if Louisville can go to Virginia and win or not. And I don't don't know if Virginia can beat Louisville at home or not. Like, it's they're just shitty. They're just like mediocre teams. They're not, I about call them shitty. They're not shitty. They're just like, you know. Remember last year when I was doing the previews there, and I told I texted you and I said, I just have been wading through this ACC, and this is the boringest thing to pick because every team's identical. Well, <laughs> and, you know, like Louisville goes to Virginia October 8th, and it's like, ugh, it's going to be like, tw- you know, 21 to 14 <laughs> or 21 to 17, and you're going to watch it and be like, these neither one of these teams are very good, you know, and I don't know. I, for all of these teams, I've went the under. Every one of them. And I'll go the under again. I'll go under seven and a half for Virginia. I think that's Russ said the same thing before we ever started. He goes, let's just take the under over every one of these. I feel like most of these are going to hit the under. I, I think North Carolina State, Wake Forest, and Clemson are good because they've got a lot of guys back from teams that were good last year. The rest of them, I don't really know. No. Um, and if you want to go on that and keep that theme going, Virginia Tech. The most, I mean, they have been, uh, you know, just on a downward spiral. Um, mm-hmm. New coach this year, Brent Pry, takes over as the new head coach. They were six and seven last season. Uh, they're at six and a half here. That's another one. I, I don't know what they're all about. They they don't have hardly anybody back from that team last season. Tell me about uh, the Hokies. What do you think about them? <laughs> They're another one. They don't have a quarterback. No, and they haven't for a long time. No. Their defense just plays their butts off, but they can't move the ball, and eventually they turn it over, and that's it, and they lose, and they somehow keep games close, and they can win some. 
So what are they? They're seven, six and a half. Oh God, same yeah. old. Yeah. Uh, three winnable games. Uh, Old Dominion, Wolford. I don't know. They got to go to Liberty. You would think they could beat Liberty. You would think. Mm-hmm. They got West Virginia at home. See, that's another one. West Virginia should be in the ACC because they're just like these teams. Well, they right, and then they play every one of them. So exactly, and it's like, what the hell? Like West Virginia at Virginia Tech. I don't know what's going to happen. I know it's not going to be a very good game. You know. And West Virginia, just get out of the Big Twelve and go where you belong. Exactly. And yeah, but anyway. Oh man, let's see. Can they, they got Boston College at home, Georgia Tech at home? I mean, they should win those. Uh, they should win at Duke, and they got Virginia at home. That's seven. But can they win at North Carolina? Can they win at Pitt? Can they beat West Virginia? I don't know. I'm on the I'm on the bubble on this one. Uh, I think they're going to be a little bit better because I think they were under a lot of pressure with the coach going to get fired if they didn't win games, and sometimes you don't play very well. But six and a half. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say over. I'll go under. <laughs> I, I just I can't. <laughs> I look at their schedule. It's like, yeah, they could win. They might win, you know. And it's like, yeah, I could, if they win like eight and four, I wouldn't be shocked. But it's like they're not. They're going to lose some of those games, you know. Yep. Like that's a different. Like a real like a good team. The difference between a good team and an average team is like when they have those home games that are swing games, they win them. Oh, they do. And, like, the average teams kind of, like, split them, and it's like, yeah. I agree. All right, let's move on. West Virginia. I I, I really like – or not West – Jesus. Well, (laughs) West Virginia. Wake Forest. Uh, I I really enjoyed watching Wake Forest last year. I'm sure if I was, like, a big fan of them, I wouldn't have because I would hate – I hate losing games like 58 to 55. Um, But they were fun to watch, and I really liked watching Sam Hartman – the quarterback at West Virginia. Jeez, I said it again at Wake Forest. Uh, I I think he he's just a little you know tough tough nosed uh, quarterback who can really sling it. He threw for over four thousand yards last year, thirty nine touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. He's back. Uh, a lot of that offense is back. You know they got to be better on defense to have a chance to really like make a run at this thing. Eight and a half. I'll just spoil it. I'm going over eight and a half for Wake Forest. What do you think of the Demon Deacons? I think it's probably one of the best coach teams in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is hard to recruit to Wake Forest. I mean, that's a tough place. No tradition to speak of. And and the guy usually has turned out good teams. And they've been decent the last 10 or 12 years. Uh, what was the guy? Dave Groh, I believe, was the guy that was before yep. that that was really a good yeah. Jim Grove. Jim Grove. Okay. A very, very well-coached team that gets the most out of their talent. And you're right. The quarterback is good. Most of the offense is back. The schedule's doable. It's the defense. It's They were so bad. And when you're bad, you go on the road. Your offense doesn't play quite as good usually. you got to get stops, and they can't. So let's look at their road games. And when, when you look at them, they're they're not that t- tough. No, at Florida State and at Louisville are the two toughest. Well, those are games they can win. They got Clemson and NC State at home. So, you know, 
that's uh, they can win those two. So you're going over. You're going nine with the Demon Deacons. Yeah. Okay. Non-conference schedule: VMI at Vanderbilt, Liberty, Army. They should win those. Perfect scheduling. Well, yep. Their schedule is very doable. Boston College, Syracuse, Duke, all at home. Yeah. Okay. That's seven. Can they beat Florida State and Louisville? If they do, you got it right there. And I, they've got. I think they can. I'm not sure if they beat both of them, but I think they split them. Okay. You know, and I think they pick up a win somewhere else. I you got North Carolina at home. I just think a quarterback goes a long ways in college yeah. football. And yeah. you look at North Carolina State, they've got a great quarterback, in my opinion. You look at Wake Forest, they've got a great quarterback. They're equalizers. And like we were talking about, all these teams minus Clemson, the talent is fairly similar. I mean, not the lower ones, but it's it's comparable. But when you have a quarterback, that's what makes the difference in these games, right? Right. Well, I was wrong on North Carolina State. It is at North Carolina State. So yeah, that they're not they're not gonna win that game. Um no. but Wake Forest and Louisville talent wise, probably very similar. But if that game gets close. I trust Sam Hartman is going to pull yeah. it out. Although Malik Cunningham's not bad either. I shouldn't no, slight him like that. But it's going to be tougher to stop Hartman. I'm sorry. You know, so if, if they're in a close game at Florida State, I think they're going to win. I think the, I think they beat them, yeah. Yeah. So You got them at – you're going over? Yes. I'm going to go under. I got them at eight. All right. Well <laughs> – after that case I just made about how these quarterbacks make a difference, you said I don't think that, so. No, I don't like their defense. All right, we got two more to go. Uh, that's the ACC. Thank God that's over. Uh, we got two more to go. Notre Dame and BYU. This I I was looking forward to these shows except for this one. I don't care about the ACC. Um, Notre Dame and BYU, two independents that we need to talk about. Uh, let's, start, let's start with the Irish. Now the the over unders on with the Irish and BYU are eight and a half. All right, so eight and a half. Um, Marcus Freeman, first-year head coach at Notre Dame after Brian Kelly leaves for LSU. Uh, they've got a lot of guys back. The, the quarterback situation at, at Notre Dame, I think, is going to dictate how this goes for them this year. Also, damn, this is a much tougher schedule than they had last year when they went 11-2. and two. Um, What do you think about the Irish? Totally agree. Uh, new coach. He can recruit any coach. Can he lead? We don't know yet. We don't know. Seems like he can, but we don't know. They blew a big lead in the bowl game, yep. um, which wasn't a good start for him. But anyway, that doesn't mean a whole lot. The quarterback's the key. Can they get consistent quarterback play? Because they better with the schedule that they have. Their best player on offense is a tight end coming back. Their best player coming back on offense is a tight end. When in the heck is the best player a tight end going to carry a team on offense? You know, he's not. So that's not a good sign. Their offensive line is solid. Their defense is solid. You know, they're going to they're gonna play hard. So it comes down to the schedule, and like you said, it's it's hard. Um, at Ohio State, uh-uh. don't they open a the season there? Yes. Yeah. They're not beating them. Not there. And then I've got some other games here. Um, they got BYU. They got Clemson. They're at USC. Uh, the North Carolina game won't be easy. That's on the road. Uh, Marshall's 
they they they'll beat them. California comes in there. Stanford's always tough on Notre Dame. UNLV at Syracuse at Navy, Boston College. Those are all games they should win. So eight and a half. I think they get over that. I'm not sure they get much over that though. I got them about nine, maybe ten is their limit, their ceiling. So yeah, I'm going to go over. I think it's going to come down to that USC game. I think they'll be about eight and three going into that game. Um, I, I'm not sure they're going to beat BYU at games in Las Vegas. Um, so there'll be a lot of BYU fans, and there will also be a lot of Notre Dame fans. Let's not let's not get twisted on that. Um, Clemson, I don't think they're going to beat. Ohio State, I don't think they're going to beat. Uh, and then, like I said, I think it's going to come down to that USC game. Um, hmm. You went over? I'll go under. I'm going to go under. I think they go I got him at nine. All right. I'm going eight and four. So we're, we're different on that one. Russ thinks Notre Dame could they go cover. Nine. Oh, you're freezing a little bit there. Are you back? Can you hear I'm us? back. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. You went nine. I went eight with Notre Dame. I hope you're wrong because that means say, that USC beat them. I think USC is going to beat them. <laughs> well, I, I, I do too. But, uh, you know, when you don't have a quarterback, it's so hard to pick, you know, because you don't know yeah. what that quarterback's going to do. You just don't know. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. Right? If, if yep. they have a quarterback and he kind of gets to rolling, they're going to go USC and they're going to win. But if they if the quarterback situation isn't great, they're going to lose. And you say you just don't know. Um, and honestly, that's yeah. why I'm that's why I'm worried about Oklahoma because I don't know how they'll be at that position. So there you go. All right, final well, one. BYU. At least he's proven himself. Yes, that's true. But not at the big level. <laughs> all right. It'll be all right. We gotta, we gotta get over this. BYU, the last okay. one. Uh, they're also <laughs> at eight and a half. Um, what do you yeah, think of right. BYU Cougars? I think we've lost Papa Dude officially. Maybe he can reconnect and we will get back uh Papa Dude. I'm gonna text him right now, tell him reconnect if you can hear me. Exit off and reconnect. I think that will help. Um, the internet at the hotel lasted long enough uh, to get to the BYU Cougars here, and then it went away. So BYU, I'll go through mine real quick here. They're eight and a half. Uh, that's what we've got them at, uh, or that's what the Vegas has them at. I think this is a pretty good team. We talked about quarterbacks and the problem uh, with ones that we don't really know a lot about. BYU has Jaron Hall. He's very solid. He was first team independent. I didn't know there were teams for independent, but he was first team independent last year. 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. I thought BYU uh, has got a very good quarterback here. We got Papa Dude back. Can you hear us? Yes. All right. BYU. I went over, over eight and a half. What do you think of BYU? Well, I tell you what, if they go over, they're pretty darn good because their schedule is pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like them to beat Notre Dame. I, I, I kind of I see where you're coming on that. I didn't get to hear all that. Did you pick them to beat Arkansas? Uh, I think they will beat Arkansas, yes. Sorry, I, I think I think they beat Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got them at nine, so I'm going over. Yeah, I, I think that's about right. Now, again – Maybe Notre Dame can beat them. Maybe Arkansas could beat them. But, you know, they also can could win games that maybe you think they could lose. Like, would you 
you'd be shocked if they beat Oregon in week three. I would not be shocked. Oh, no, not at all. So they, they do have a schedule that's very tough. Uh, hey, if they would go undefeated there, they should be in the playoffs. That's how good the schedule is for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I do think they're going to get that nine uh, win total there and go over. I just think the quarterback's good enough. So I'm going to go over at eight and a half. All right, Papa Dude, that's it. That's what we got. Your internet held up pretty well. I'm, I'm proud of it. Well, I do want to answer one question there. Uh, Isaac, that you're on and just hang just a long, just a minute here. A uh, local player from our area that we all know, uh, Aaron Aminu Muhammad, who played here, uh-huh. went to Georgetown. Everybody thought he was a solid NBA uh, draft choice. Yeah. Well, he had a decent year at Georgetown, but not very good. Georgetown was god-awful. Yeah, they were bad. He came out early. He shouldn't have. And I think his career's over. I don't he, – he wasn't drafted. He was a free agent, did not play well in the summer. I think he's done. I think he had some horrible advice is what I think. So he did not – I haven't been following him. He did not play well for the 76ers? No, no. Hardy played it all for their summer team. Should have stayed in college another year. I mean, I mean, he was okay. The problem with, with Aminu, he's not a very good shooter. He's not a great outside shooter. He's, he's okay, but, he, you know, six, 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 seven in the NBA, you better be able to shoot it. So, anyway, just wanted to answer that. That's too bad because that yeah. was a can't-miss player. And, uh, yeah. Seven points because Isaac follows him in his best summer game with seven points. You're not going to make the NBA scoring seven points in a summer game. That's sad. That's sad. Yep. He, yep. He, he should be an NBA player. But, anyway, what? that just shows you how tough it is to make it. You better believe it. Yeah, that just showed you. He was a great player. Yes, he was. He was. He was probably the best player in this area in a long time. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. He was something else. That sucks. Well, hate to hear that. Sorry, yep. uh, everybody that was a big fan. So, Oh, Russ asks, how long are you staying up at the spa? We are leaving uh, this time next week. We'll probably be back on the road home. Uh, we are coming back up for the Travers, though. Um, the plan was to go home and then – like I don't know if you missed if you missed the first of the show or not, Russ. But uh, when when Kelly von Hemel is running a horse in the Travers, I'm going to be there, and that's the case. Ain't Live Grand winner of the Iowa Derby is going to run in the Travers, so I'm definitely coming back for that. Um, but as far as you know, weekends before that, I will not be there. Uh, so Four Star Dave weekend, I won't be there. Alabama weekend, I will not be there, and then back on uh, the last weekend in August for the Travers. And by the way, last weekend of August is is the Week zero of college football. We'll have about college football games as well. And I'll never forget being at the Travers last year and uh, Nebraska getting beat by Illinois. That was so funny. <laughs> I think they start out. Did they start out in week zero this year? Yes, they, they're going to get beat by Northwestern. Week right. one Let's hope. Let's hope. Yes, that game is in Dublin, I believe. Oh my God, is that not the dumbest thing? Yeah, it's in. I believe that is correct. So, How far is Nebraska? fallen to say they will go to Dublin, Ireland to play a game. Right. I know. I know. That's crazy. Russ, you were there Thursday and Friday. Oh, I was there Saturday and Sunday. So <laughs> we just missed. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. Maybe next time. All right. Any any closing thoughts before we get off here? I think we uh, go to the pros next week, right? 
That's right. We'll do the NFL next week. So big NFL preview coming up. Uh, preseason games happening. Uh, well, one has happened and some more will happen. I think this weekend they get going. So, um, yeah, going to be fun. NFL next. So, On the dudes who bet daily or whatever that's called. What did we end up uh, last week? What was our overall record? Yeah, if you're not watching the dudes who bet daily, you might want to check it out. Uh, it is it is really starting to turn around. We've had four positive weeks in a row after two bad weeks to start. We've really got a nice groove going on the show. We talk a little horse racing. We talk a little sports. Uh, it's definitely a very fun show. It's only 15 to 20 minutes unless Jared's on, then it's an hour. And we really <laughs> try to uh, get you in, get you out. So, yeah, last week we went 14 and 5 with our bets. We, what we do, we combine everybody's bets and keep a winning uh, total. We were up over 10 units for the show. So, yeah, it was it was really good. Right. Really, really good. We don't bet the easy ones either. No, no. You, the rule is if a horse is going to be below 4 to 5, it doesn't count. And, and like minus 120 or 130 is the lowest you can go in sports. So, and Papa, dude, you had two, three dogs last week. You had 300 dogs. Yeah. So, baseball. Yeah. Baseball. baseball. Of all things. Right. And right, we did the SEC already. You can uh, watch that on YouTube. That was what, Aaron, about two weeks ago? Yeah. So the SEC was two weeks ago, Russ. Uh, I think it's Nick Saban and uh, Jimbo. There's a picture of them on the on the thumbnail on YouTube if you want to yeah, check that out. Go on so. YouTube and you can, you can get our expert opinion. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. We're going to get off here. We will be back. Uh, well, I don't know what day next week. I might be traveling on Tuesday, so we may have to delay it. I don't know. But we will be back at some point next week to do the NFL. So, all right, guys. We'll see you all next week. Thank you, guys. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels. Never 